Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey guys, this is Erica Ramirez, Senior Editor at Billboard. And with me today, I have my two uh, favorite co-workers, Jason Lipschutz. Lipschutz! <laughs> Hello. I will never get your last name I think right. that was what, Lipschutz? Yeah, I tried you're something getting, new this you're time. You're getting somewhere. Well, um, I am so happy to be here, Erica Ramirez. <laughs> and thank you. Um, and I also have Stephen Horowitz, who I will never pronounce his last hey. name wrong. So clearly he's my favorite. Oh. I didn't know we were your two favorite. Don't tell anybody else. I change it every time okay. I get a new um, guest. Wow. But uh, this week, for this week's episode of the Juice Podcast, we're going to talk about some new music that came out or is um, going to come out next Tuesday. I wanted to start out with um, Young Jeezy or now Jeezy's this Tuesday. Seen it all came out this Tuesday. And Jace, you you say you're a huge Jeezy fan. I'm a huge fan. Jeezy fan. You say, but sometimes I have my doubts. Okay, um, that's fair. <laughs> Why are you uh, Jeezy's biggest fan? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm Jeezy's biggest fan, and I'm actually I actually came to Jeezy not late, but like later than a lot of people who were on him. I I became a really big Jeezy fan after TM102. Like between TM102 and then The Recession, The Recession's my favorite Jeezy album just because I love everything on it. And I just, I love, like, I love Young Jeezy's, like, his his humor. I love his ad-libs. I just love that, you know, Steven and I have talked about this, how he has, like, a hard, like, street side and then kind of like a soulful, like, R&B sampling side. Now, Steven, you like one one of those sides more than the other. Of course. I love when he samples soul records and does, like, Circulate or... Um, I do. I do. trying to recall that. Yes. Uh, I think Jeezy's at his best when he does that. I also think that T.I. is at his best when he does that. Yeah. So that could say a lot about me and my personal taste, <laughs> but... I agree, but also we are very much R&B lovers. This is so. Fact. That might be the case, but so I completely my, agree. Yeah, I mean, w- to follow through with that, I, w- I was just going to say I love both of them. Like, I love when he samples stuff. Like, Cir- Circulate is probably my favorite Jeezy song, but I also love, like, the first half of TM102 where it's just, he's just shouting. And it's just, like, it's just all, like, monolithic, like, hard, aggressive rap. And I really like it. I think he does a really great job at it. And... You know, I, I'm also a big Gucci Mane fan, and in the sense that Gucci Mane is is more of a weirdo um, from Atlanta, like, and in that style, like, Jeezy always kind of, like, sticks to a code, and he, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get with every Jeezy album, but I, I still love it. It's kind of like, he's kind of like watching, like, an action movie, like... 
in in terms of like you go in, you're like, all right, there's going to be a lot of explosions. Like, oh, the the hero's going to win. Oh, there's going to be some f- throwaway one-liners. And I'm always entertained. So that that is my analogy for cheesy. You know how you guys mentioned that there's two sides. Usually I'm with Steven and I like the one that, you know, has the R&B soul samples. That's why I like the recession. I thought it was kind of really heavy on oh, that. Oh, yeah, it totally is. Yeah, and I, I agree. Like um, wordplay and stuff like that. Like definitely in there. Oh, Vacation, another great song. Well, let's just have this be about the recession. Let's <laughs> just take over the podcast. This is the recession podcast. I mean, listen, that's... <laughs> That's fine. If you want this to be the recession, <laughs> this is the right place to do that. All right. So let well, let's talk about seen it all. So what do you what do you guys think of seen it all? Colon the autobiography. I, I like it. I like that you get a lot of the sides of Jeezy that we're used to. I always feel a little weird when like a rapper like Jeezy that doesn't have to use auto tune uses auto tune or, I mean, I don't know. I think that's when I just my ears perk up because it's just like well, you don't have to do all that. Yeah, but it's true. I think he's also trying to still be in the landscape that these new rappers are also playing in. Um, but other than that, I think it's like a solid, it's a solid album, especially for Jeezy. Yeah. I feel like the same way. It's just sort of like, it's a solid album. It's not anything mind blowing. It's not anything like, uh, it might be a little bit of a step down from TM 103. I like that album a lot. And yeah, I just don't think like I, I, I my my hopes were really high because seeing it all the single with Jay Z I love that song right it's, it's a been very my, strong maybe single. my favorite rap song of the year it's awesome um, and yeah I feel like the album uh, and uh, again I've only listened to it twice now um, mm-hmm. I I did not hear it before it came out this past week but I I've listened to it and I feel like there's nothing there that really grabs me yet. right yeah um, and it nothing terrible either it's just nothing there that's like where they're like, oh my God, I have to hear that song again. So, yeah. What, what do you think, man? I kind of agree with that. I gave it I gave it a once through, which is, you know, it's my the you way of the Jeezy. You've seen it all. I okay. have. Um, and yeah, I kind of agree. I, it didn't necessarily jump off the page. It was, uh, it was just status quo Jeezy. And I think when you drop your first name, uh, Young. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jeezy parents named him young jeezy um when you drop your name uh when you drop the young from your name and you kind of say that you're gonna uh try to be more grown up and be more politically tapped in like you did with the ferguson record then you kind of expect that the album is going to be that way but it wasn't at all and in fact like i don't remember anything that he said on the record yeah which i think is kind of a detriment when you're kind of in this flux zone of trying to leave your past behind and move on yeah and uh, you know obviously uh, he can't, you yeah. know, given like, the recent charge like, and all that. He had like he has the nickname Snowman, so it's like there's only so much he could not talk about that part of his life. And I just, as I hope with Ti, we're like they could still talk about that past because we do enjoy. I mean, that's that was real life for them. It's, I guess the the move would be: can they do it, or can they rap about it at the age and at the state that they are right now, and still be successful at it yeah well take a look at jay-z who uh, for the first maybe half of his career like he talked a lot about uh pushing drugs and all that stuff and now i mean it's debatable whether he's still as good of an mc or a lyricist but he doesn't really touch on that stuff at all but do you think it's because of his lyrics because he's not he's talking about curtains and blue ivy and 
he found something else to rap about. And, you know, a lot of times with rappers, you get tired of what they're talking about because they have nothing new to say. See, that's that's one of the reasons why I love the recession, because it wasn't really about like pushing drugs, like where Jeezy came from. It, it was in a sense. And there's like a lot of like hus- hustlers ambition and songs like that. But there's songs like, you know, you think about my president, you think about the the intro track, you think about even songs like Circulate. Uh, I think there's a line where it's where it's like looking at my watch like it's a bad investment like just kind of like toss away lines that you know when that album came out the economy that was like right at the point where the economy was like really 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 terrible at the end of 2008 and yeah he found something else to to rap about and then this album and then to a lesser extent TM 103 was kind of like I don't want to say treading water because I think they're musically better than that, but it's it's also like lyrically, yeah, you're right, that I, I don't think he's really found his next niche to really explore. Like he's a little bit recycling the topics that he's yeah. talked about before. Yeah. That may not pertain to his life right now. Yeah. I mean, and again, to like go back to like like my action movie analogy, like it's still entertaining, but it's it's also like you leave and you're like, oh, I've kind of seen that one before. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've seen I think- it all. <laughs> as, as on some that might note, say. let's uh, let's move on to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about this album's not out yet. Janae Aiko's album sold out. That comes out next week, but of course the stream's out, so a lot of people have heard the music. And offline, Stephen, you had uh, some some uh, strong opinions about it. I do have opinions about Janae Aiko. <laughs> you have a lot of feelings. I have feelings. <laughs> So does Janae Aiko. <laughs> she, does. Um, she does have a lot of feelings, yes. My feelings on Janae Aiko are that she is a... Um, she has a, a decent control of her range, but I think her biggest issue is um, she is a very limited singer emotionally, and she only sings in a very flat tone. And that works when she puts out like a six track EP or um, when she's better suited for something like guest uh, hooks on a big Sean record or um, Drake or a Drake record. or just, Shambino, uh, yeah. Exactly. But when you try to sustain it for an entire album, it it really feels like something's missing and it just feels boring. Um, that's kind of how I walked away from that album. Yeah, I just I think that she has definitely grown a lot from her last projects especially from sailed out the the mixtape that she dropped but i feel like i agree with with you as far as like her tone and the fact that when i was listening to the album it just all kind of flowed together but it all turned into one song for me even though there was different things that she talked about majority if not all were about love um and i didn't expect anything else but it's almost like if your tone is going to kind of stay in the same range then maybe why not explore other topics or other like there was like one song that's about her brother that passed away and her daughter and that's all in one song and it's just like I wish that I could hear more of those stories especially of her daughter um other than like you know whatever the other stuff that she was talking about as far as like putting up with bs from significant others and all that so I completely agree as far as like her tone her range Jace, what do you think of Janae? Yeah, I mean, Janae, I, it's hard for me to get a handle on her, really, because I really like the song that she did on Nothing Was the Same. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I, I know she gets a lot of, you know, she gets a lot of insults thrown, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's distinct, and I, I don't mind that. 
Um, I don't think, and I, I to full confessional, I have not heard the uh, the full stream of this album. I've only heard. I was fiending for that Janae Aiko <laughs> stream. <laughs> I have not no, I've not heard it yet. But I've ha- I've heard the songs that she released. Yeah. Um, I saw her at Lollapalooza. Yeah, she gets a lot of flack thrown her way for being a, a terrible live performer. Am I making that up? Because I thought I thought she was pretty good live. Is is I feel like that's like the the I think Twitter you might be joke. Of Cassie. Is, no, I'm not. It's easy to think of Cassie when you're talking about Janae. You can no. Oh, you did, so offline, you did compare both of them. I um, did. Actually, I think Janae Aiko is the first artist with the honor of being called a disciple of Cassie. Of that was the FYI. original title of her album, <laughs> Disciple of Cassie. Why do you, because of, their, because of their range? Yes. Um, obviously, Cassie is not a gifted vocalist. Um, obviously, <laughs> come on. If we're about someone we're, who we're amongst, sings we're amongst for their colleagues and friends. <laughs> right um, now, until this gets posted. Uh, <laughs> Cassie's fans come from my neck. Um, I'm a huge Cassie fan. Let that let that be on the record. Um, but yes, they both have kind of a limited range and a very flat tone. The difference is. Um, what I found with Janae's album is that all the songs, like you said, they flow together and it's just kind of like mist on the water kind of throughout the entire thing. And that's because I, and this is no disrespect to the production because I think No ID and all the people who worked in it did a fantastic job of creating a mood, but this, she doesn't have songs. They're just kind of uh, sketches of right. ideas that I think if she narrowed those down, she would have a really good album on her hands. Um, and that's where I think Cassie has an upper hand, where she may not be a very talented vocalist or a singer, but she's able to work within the confines of these great songs that are written for her, like uh, the song from Step Up 2, um, Is It You, yeah. is like a classic song. And then the Rockabye Baby mixtape that came out was excellent. And yeah, Official Girl with Lil Wayne. Those are all great. She right. has great songs. Um, yeah. yeah. I also think that that's... That may play as a fault, but it also is who what makes Janae who she is, where like all of her songs are somewhat like journal entries where she's just kind of venting or has a train of thought, and that's really what it is. And that's also why they flow together and kind of feel like one song or because it's pretty much one story because she has all these conversations and some conversations with like herself throughout all the songs. Yeah, absolutely. I would say Janae is a very gifted lyricist. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Assist. Yeah, um, she's a great songwriter. Yeah, she can. Yeah, well, she can write stories. Right. She can write. I wouldn't say that she can write a song, 
um, very well. And <laughs> this is no disrespect. I love Janae. I, I love Janae Eco. <laughs> I just think that she hasn't reached her full potential. Um, and uh, I just feel like so. This uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like this isn't the right time for this album to come out, and that's a I weird thing to say. Too. Like, I feel like it's just, it's, you know, it's a weird time for this album to come out. I feel like if this, this album had come out around January or February where there's not that much to c- coming out and you really get a spotlight on Janae as an artist, as a writer, I feel like it's just, it's such a crowded time. Like the Ariana Grande album just came out like a week ago. Like, it's just, there's, you know, Q4 projects are coming out left and right, like, being announced there's just so much new music to digest right now and it's so hard for an artist like janae to kind of elbow her way into the conversation you know what i mean like I, maybe that's just the but impression i get i yeah. completely agree but like if you think about like very different artists but if you think about someone like iggy azalea she dropped her album in i think march or april it was kind of a slow time and it like it, that really worked to her benefit like it's just like you know there's there's only so much music that everyone can really talk about and digest and i feel like janae's first album is an important project but i feel like it's getting glossed over a little bit competition puts a spotlight on your strengths and your weaknesses and i think that that's why we're discussing like you know the flaws and the perfections of this album is because other albums did come out and if we're we look at it a little bit closer than we would at any other time because there are competitors that we actually do enjoy more or don't enjoy as much. I think that's kind of why we do that. Well, I think if you take a look at the release calendar for fall, there aren't actually a lot of R&B albums. Yeah, and I think there's too. a reason for that. I, I mean, what are the only ones that are scheduled? Jennifer Hudson and well, there's Jasmine Sullivan, maybe. Elvarner, yeah, maybe. But also, those are completely different artists, also right. with huge voices. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that she... I don't know. I'm not, I, really I mean, I'm excited. I mean, like I said, I, I haven't heard the full stream of Disciple of Cassie yet, but I'm excited <laughs> to <laughs> excited to oh, hear. I'm gonna get so burned for no, this. No, no, uh, no. I, I, no, I, I, I have heard a lot of Janae's previously released song. I, I, I really like Bed Piece. Like that's like a really good song to me. To go back to your, uh, I love the worst. The worst is also good. Yeah. Yes. So I do really like you know the project that she put out before this. I thought it was concise. She had guests that kind of You're broke to up. Redeem yourself. No, I'm saying that <laughs> I thought that was a good EP. She put on rappers to break up, you know, everything, kind of give it a little more flavor. Right. Which you know, this is a topic that makes you guys much happier. I don't know if it makes you happier than cheesy Jason, but I do feel like Ariana Grande does oh, make you happy. Wow. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. I like both artists. I very different artists. <laughs> Um, you love them both, just differently. Yeah, what a, what an interesting collaboration that would be. Ariana Grande featuring Jeezy. Listen, It'd be like hard. It's I entirely guess. possible. Yeah, I mean, ASAP Ferg is on that album. <laughs> that is let's start, my okay. least favorite song on my everything. Yes, is, the ASAP Ferg yes, song. Yes, ASAP Ferg song. It just feels so terrible. out of place. What's going on there? Like what? <laughs> what's going? Because here's the thing: if if Ariana Grande made an album that was like all right, I'm grown up now. Like I'm going to be explicitly, explicitly sexual on this album. This is my stripped. And she did not make that except for that one song. Uh, I think it's called hands on me. And I, I remember reviewing the album and I was like listening and taking notes and stuff. 
And that song came on, and I was just like, what the hell is going on? And I think I actually wrote that like for that song. I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on? Um, anyway, going, going, zooming out a little bit. What do you, what <laughs> do you guys? The, but that's out of the entire album. That's the only w- one song that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Although the weekend's line about being in between someone's legs makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Can you feel the pressure the, between your hips? Yes. Thank you for having to say that. <laughs> I tried not to, but <laughs> you did. But I mean, I know that Ariana Grande is clearly over. She's like, 21. She's 21. But and I still, so but it thing. still makes me a little uncomfortable that not only is the it weekend. It does because she's a little, she, she's a little girl. Still. <laughs> she mean, posits herself as a little girl. That is, that is true. And the thing is, but I, on the other hand, I do recognize like, it doesn't make me uncomfortable it's just more jarring and like, it's not like I'm like grossed out. Yeah. She's 21. And like, you, you know, if you're 21, you can make whatever kind of songs you want to make, but like has no relation to the rest of the album at all. Like, it, like what is she doing on that song? Like ASAP Ferg, God bless his ASAP heart. But like, I don't know <laughs> what the heck he's doing on this album. I kind of, I tried to think billboardy, which is, uh, you know, are they on the same label? Do they have the same management? And the answer is no. Like, yeah. she went out of her way and decided Aww, that you she You really tried to, to like this song. <laughs> no, well, I, I don't like it aesthetically. I think it's completely out of character yeah. and, like, very obvious what she's doing. Yeah. But we were talking about it earlier. ASAP Fer. it's not ASAP Ferg's fault because he's on the El Varner track. Yeah, don't the El Varner's track with ASAP Ferg is a great song. And he fits, as, like I said, with um, Janet. Janae Aiko, like she knows where to place her featured guests or how to use them. And I think Elvonor did that perfectly with ASAP Berg and her single. Not so much Ariana Grande. Absolutely not. I feel like she just asked someone who's a cool rapper right now or one of the cool rappers and threw them on the album. Yeah. I but mean, I hey, listen, I, I love ASAP Berg too. The best mistake is one of my favorite songs on the album. And although I enjoy Big Sean. I feel like Big Sean didn't need to be on the track. I feel like I kind of wanted that track with no featured guests so she could kind of just express all those emotions. And he comes in kind of abruptly. And, I mean, I guess you can say that maybe it makes sense because they're in a relationship and they've worked together in the past. But that's that's probably one of my favorite songs on the album. I just wish he wasn't on it. And that's not because I don't like Big Sean or, or like his verse. I just feel like I wanted just Ariana. There's just a lot of s- songs on the second half of this album, and I'm looking at the track list now, where I'm, I just, I don't really know why rappers are on them. Like, it, and, you know, it's it's nothing against, like, there's the song uh, Break Your Heart Right Back with Childish Gambino, and Childish Gambino does a great job on that song, but right. I don't think he needs to be there at all. Like, right. I, I just don't really get it. And same thing with, uh, the Weeknd song is, that's more of like a duet. I understand that. But yeah, obviously the ASAP Ferg one, Big Sean, like, it's just, it's just strange. Um, that said, I, I will say, I mean, <laughs> I've just criticized this album a lot. I do really like this album. Yeah. Um, I, I think the first half of it is is phenomenal. I love One Last Time. I hope that's a, a single coming up. I really like the singles from this. Like, break... Yeah, all right. Steven just gave me the dirtiest I don't like One Last Time. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I think that she tries to be EDM-y in a way that it worked with Zed, but this just sounds like she's trying so hard. Like, all right, just one song, man. And it doesn't... 
doesn't really strike me that. as a great song, but that's also, I think, a matter of my taste, not yeah. a, a matter of what she's actually doing. Yeah, I, I, I love like the melodies on that song. I, I think it's well produced, but I, I don't know. I really like Problem. I really like Break. I, I'm a huge Break Free fan. I'm a huge Break Free fan. Like, oh wow, really? I All love right, that song. Hey, I love that song. Although the my favorite songs in this album are the ones that people probably would not gravitate towards, which are. Um, only one, which is a bonus track of yes. the deluxe edition. I like that because it's so much like yours truly. Yeah, it, it yeah, has that R and B template. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then Cadillacs. You gotta say, tar- yeah, it's the Target bonus track. You tweet about this song I t- every I day. I tweet about it like three or four times. <laughs> okay. I send it. I send the link to people in emails. Right. Just like just because it's not yeah, even a part even of the email it. context. I just put it in the email. Um, <laughs> no, it's totally a great fun. song. She sings over a sample of a song from the Silvers, and it's just very. It feels very cute and innocent and soulful at the same time and kind of old. It is vibe-y. a really good song. Yeah, I I think that you know I people when people have asked me about like what do you, how is the new Ariana Grande song or album I, my answer is that I think Yours Truly is a better album as a whole because it's more cohesive it, it mm-hmm. fits together more the songs just make sense next to each other. Um, but I think the highs on this are higher and I I just think like a song like Break Free. And problem and one last time, Cadillac, yeah, only one. I mean, these songs are really great songs, they and are. and you know, I I think that yours truly had some phenomenal songs too. It's just maybe not like quite to that level. Like I remember really liking piano a lot, uh, another really great song, but just not quite as like dazzling as some of the stuff here. Right. What did you? How do you think of? the new album compared to yours truly. I totally agree. Jason and I see very eye to eye on this. I thought that the first album was very cohesive except for the last two songs. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, yeah, the one with Mika, popular song. Oh, yeah. Which I, I, I guiltily like a... love. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, song. yeah. But then she had the, the weird ED, like, ba- baby's first EDM song at the end. What was oh, it called? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Goodness. I forget what it's called, but we all know what we're talking about I know. here. So I'm gonna have to look she, it she up. only had a few missteps, but this album, I think, yeah, the songs I think are are a lot. She she's experimental, and she tries to do so many different things at once. And yeah. it's clear that she's able to do that. She can just wear a bunch of different hats. You might not need to do it all at once. Yeah, I mean right. that's that's the album's Achilles' heel is that she just doesn't know where to focus it, or she just tried to do as much as she could so that she could appease as many people. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, compared to a lot of other pop albums this year, I think that she has this, probably the strongest writing, but better left unsaid, better left. Unsaid. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, compared to a lot of other pop albums, she has, uh, probably the best written songs, but she doesn't have the best album, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I just feel like this, this album, if it was like two or three of the guest verses just disappeared, I feel like it'd be, kind of right there and it's just i don't right know there? just yeah. <laughs> i love that you guys um subliminally tell me when it's time to wrap it up a certain topic or a certain yeah. <laughs> there you go there you go is there other new music that you guys wanted to talk about oh let's talk about can we talk about my newfound love for migos and no label two no Five years later. Five years later. All right. Well, this has been Aww. a great time. <laughs> no, now I feel bad. No, of no. course. Please tell us. I mean, knowing your love for Gucci, this makes complete sense to me. Yes. But yes, tell I'm the so listeners. I'm so late on this mixtape. It came out in February. Absolutely, but, I don't but still. Care. 
Um, <laughs> and I liked Migos. I just, I never got around to listening to this mixtape until about a, maybe like a month ago. And the past month has been great. That's all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all you're gonna say. Uh, fight night, like the the intro to that mixtape. Oh my goodness, it's the best. Um, yeah, I feel like you know people thought Migos was gonna be like a one him wonder, or that it was gonna kind of be over after Drake remixed Versace. But I feel like they have other things in store, and it's. I mean, also like the rap scene in Atlanta right now makes them probably more comfortable than what they were. Yeah. It's just like I always, and this will be the last thing I say about Migos and No Label <laughs> too. No, it's okay. I just really enjoy when rappers don't take themselves too, too seriously. Right. And Migos has a song on this album called Kidding Me. And the whole conceit of it is that like one of the Migos guys is like, uh, like almost like reading a newspaper and they're like, oh, they stole your hook. And the other guy goes, must be kidding me. And he's just like, oh, they stole your look. Must be kidding me. And it's just so funny. It's just like. Are you going to remix this song? Yeah, I'm pro- yeah, Lip Shuts <laughs> Remix coming out soon. Lip Shuts Remix. Oh, my goodness. Well, I appreciate you guys joining me for this week's podcast. I don't. I hope to get your name right or last name right. After working with you for Let's three years. Let's end by saying uh, we're very happy that Stephen Horowitz has joined the Billboard. Yes. Hey. This is your first weeks. time on the Juice podcast as a full-time Billboard employee. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Welcome, <man>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. All right, guys. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.